Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello and good morning, faithful listener, and happy Tuesday, and thanks for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast. And I have a guest on the podcast again today. This is my mom. <laughs> she was on the podcast back in the book of Leviticus, and she came over and I asked her if she wanted to do an episode with me, and she was like, yeah, I guess I will. <laughs> so mom, introduce yourself for everybody who has not heard of you yet. Hi, I'm Terry, and I am Jennifer's mom. All right. What else? You do that every time. <laughs> I am retired and there's not much else, really. There isn't. <laughs> That's not true. You do stuff. Not a lot. I, I, I have a new puppy. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the new dog. We have a new Jack Russell Terrier, the perfect dog for old people. Very active. <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, you need to be really hyper-focused on training them. But they do train easy if you watch them continuously. Yeah, I was uh, definitely wondering about that choice of Jack Russell Terrier when my parents are in their (laughs) mid-60s. Yes, but she has Bandit, who is also a Jack Russell Terrier, and he he is a very good dog. So why would you not get the same type? That is true. Bandit is the best dog. And if you guys haven't seen my picture with Bandit that I took... Uh, a couple, I think it was last week, you should go over to Facebook and take a look at him because he's adorable. And he also stays underneath my desk while I'm recording the episodes. Is he under there now? Yeah, he yep. is. <laughs> he's sound asleep. Yep. No matter what, if I'm at my desk, he is underneath it, sleeping in his little bed that I put under there for him. Yes, he has a bed under my desk. <laughs> so let's read Luke 17 verses 5 through 10. And as mom pointed out to me, this actually is a continuation from verses one through four, which is what I talked about last week on Thursday. And so this kind of continues in from what we were talking about with forgiveness. But I'm only going to read verses five through 10 today out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. So make sure to grab your Bible as well. And let's go ahead and read together. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you would tell the sycamore tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. But who is there among you having a servant plowing or keeping sheep that will say when he comes in from the field, come immediately and sit down at the table and will not rather tell him, prepare my supper, clothe yourselves properly and serve me while I eat and drink. Afterward, you shall eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded? I think not. Even so, you also, when you have done all the things you are commanded, you say, we are unworthy servants. We have done our duty. All right, mom, what do you think about this? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think it's it's kind of hard because it, it's a reply to the uh, first part of the passage where he's talking about forgiveness. And then the apostles say, Lord, increase our faith, which to me, they're saying, help us to forgive like that, increase our faith so we can listen to you. And then he goes into this whole thing of, if you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, which is very tiny, you would be able to say something to the sycamore tree to be uprooted and plant in the sea. But then he goes on, go ahead. I think what's interesting also though is, We always see this verse, like if you had faith like the grain of mustard seed, we always see that 
you know, but I feel like it's almost taken out of context a lot because I've seen people wear those little mustard seeds. Have you ever seen that jewelry? Yes. But it's just like a reminder, I suppose, to have faith the size of a, must- of a mustard seed. But to me, this kind of seems like that's taken out of context as to what Jesus is saying here about the mustard seed. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, because he's talking about servants and yeah. servanthood. So what he's saying there is when you have that kind of faith, it's not that so that you can get what you want. To, just like what James says, you brought that verse up. Yeah, when we were when we were preparing for this, I was reminded of a verse in James that says that um, the person does not get what they are asking for because they are asking out of with evil intentions, basically, right? Right, or on their own lusts or for their lusts or for their own selves. Where yeah. he's saying that's not what this is about. Is if you look about forgiveness, it's about serving God and glorifying God. Right. That's what it's about. Right. Yeah, because um, I do think this this verses taken so out of context i like i see the mustard seed thing all the time and it it almost seems like when people are referring to the mustard seed they're like oh i can i can do whatever i want as long as i have faith and maybe that's not always the case for anybody that actually has one of those pieces of jewelry i'm not like opposed to that jewelry but i am opposed to taking scripture out of context which i feel like happens a lot especially with stuff like this well, I think it has a tendency to be self-centered when it is supposed to be God and Christ-centered, whereas we have to understand that when we're asking God for things, it is for his glory, his honor, to show his love, his mercy, and his compassion to others, and for our good too, but it's it's mostly for the glory of God. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people also think that um, like Jesus would never say that like you and I are unworthy servants. I've heard people say like, oh, you know, Jesus is just love. He's just love. But verse 10 literally says here, even so you also, when you have done all the things that are commanded of you, you should say we are unworthy servants. We have done our duty. I guess in the modern idea of Jesus, he wouldn't say that. He would say that we are worthy of everything. (laughs) Well, you know, I think that it is because of this whole self-esteem culture. Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. the problem is, is I remember when it first came in, Jennifer was very, very young and I was shocked by it because the Bible says you are to deny self. The only esteem that we have in the Bible says is that Christ loves us. We have Christ esteem. That is it. That's our esteem is what is in Christ that he chose to love us. That's it. But we have the self-esteem has, I think, worked its way into the culture of the church. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I see the stuff all the time on Facebook where it's like, I am worthy, I am worthy. But this literally says we are unworthy servants. And that's how we should view ourselves because Jesus is so worthy. He's the only one that's worthy is actually what it says in the in Revelations. He is the only one worthy. So we should view ourselves as unworthy, especially as in comparison of Jesus, who is literally the only person that is worthy. I I also see this like me-centered culture, I guess, in the church. I've seen that a lot. And as somebody that does worship, (laughs) like on Sundays, some of the songs are, they just kill me. Some of the songs on the radio, because I'm I'm listening to the radio often to try to learn new songs that I can maybe someday integrate them into, you know, the services someday. 
And like some of the songs I hear, I'm just like, oh my goodness, what is this? Like, it's basically like worship of self, some of these songs. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I've just seen a lot of the, not just the prosperity gospel, but just the me-centered gospel in a lot of the worship songs that we are listening to. And I think it's really, really important that we do recognize that when we are listening to the music that we listen to, like watch out for the stuff that is basically just saying I every other line or me every other line, because that's not really worship. I feel like worship truly is saying those things about Christ. Yeah, exactly. Saying those things about Christ, not necessarily what he thinks of us, because that is important. And I'm not going to say that that's not, but a lot of times that just floods the worship songs. What does God think about me? Well, no, we need to be thinking more about God rather than ourselves, I suppose. Well, and plus another thing is I think when we read this, it really is freeing to understand that we're unworthy, yet we didn't earn it and God loves us. We're never going to lose it. I think that's even with a child. Instead of telling a child, oh, you're such a good boy, you don't do that. It's like, no, you're not a good boy, but you're still loved. You're going to be loved, but try to, you need to behave right. And it, it is so much more freeing. And when I used to babysit and I would say that, I would have much more success with a child that you are loved no matter what. You just mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom babysat for years. Yeah. <laughs> and then she worked in the schools. She was always around kids. And you still kind of are, aren't you? Well, maybe no, not so much not anymore. not so much at all. Yeah. Hardly. Besides your grandkid. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But it is. It's very, it's more freeing. It's more freeing to know. And, and especially for me that I know I'm not worthy and Jesus still loves me. How can he? And I love that because Mm -hmm. I know I will never lose his love. Right. Yeah, that's a great way to think of that. Okay, I want to go back to what this is saying, though. So verses five, six, and yeah, five and six talk about this mustard seed of faith. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So they wanted to truly believe what Jesus was saying. And Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you would tell this sycamore tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. But, I mean, and yes, that's a really cool verse. And if you just read that verse and nothing else, you would believe that you could do whatever you wanted. You would believe that. That is why it's so important to read the verses before and after this to see the context of what Jesus is saying. Because that's not what he's saying. He's not saying that you can do whatever you want. He is saying that if it's in line with God's will, then you can do what God allows you to do. Who is there among you having a servant plowing or keeping sheep that will say when he comes in from the field, come immediately and sit down at the table and would rather not tell him, prepare my supper, clothe yourself properly, serve me. So what Jesus goes straight into this parable of a man who has servants. Right. And And the servants are... uh, indebted servants so they owe this man i mean that's what servanthood was back in the old days they would sell themselves because they were so much into debt Mm -hmm. so he's not they owe him right so because they owe him he's gonna he's not gonna say oh yeah sit down you owe me now keep going and do this and that and they're supposed to say we're unworthy servants we owe you we've only done what we should have done that's what this means and when it's talking about it 
in the beginning, he's saying we need to forgive people. We don't put stumbling blocks um, to in front of other people. We need our faith increased in that. And when we ask for that, we're going to get it. That is the absolute truth. Basically, when you ask to be humbled, you'll be humbled. <laughs> no, not only that, but when you ask to do God's will, because mm-hmm. he says it. Um, I've had a problem where I really dislike somebody, just couldn't stand them. Mm-hmm. And I asked God to remove that from me because it's a sin. It was wrong and I knew it was wrong. And that has all to do with the forgiveness part. You don't want to put a stumbling block around it because sometimes you can say catty things or talk about it behind their back. I did not want to do that. And I prayed and asked God to help me. And even though I could not stand this person, we ended up becoming pretty good friends to the point where she became a real help to me when I needed it Hmm. badly. Yeah. 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 Um, Yes, that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to ask God to help us do the right thing. And he will. I mean, there's so many verses about that as well, where if we ask for wisdom, he's going to give it to us, ask to do his will, and he, he will help us do it. Yeah, there's so many verses about how we are supposed to do that. We're not supposed to think that we can just do whatever we want to do if we say Jesus's name. That's not what this is about. What it's about is doing God's will with a humble heart, just as these servants did. And mom's absolutely right about uh, this indentured servanthood. This owner would have paid a price for these people. They would have sold themselves to him because Mm -hmm. they were either criminals or they were um, severely in debt and they would have sold their services to this guy. And these would have been services like work services. But God did the same thing for us. Yes. He literally bought us back. And so because of that, we are supposed to act like these servants that were indebted to yes. their uh, master, I suppose. We are supposed to act the same way towards Jesus, towards God. Whereas we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Right. Like say if somebody owed you something and they're paying you back and they're acting like, hey, you know what? You owe me back or something. It, it, it is that exact concept of someone being unthankful mm-hmm. or treating you as if they're doing you a favor when they're paying you back what they owe you. They're not. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's the attitude we're supposed to have. And Jesus talks about that pretty clearly. And I do love that Jesus tells that story to almost humble the disciples, like you can do things that are in God's will for sure. You can do amazing miracles, but you also have to be a humble servant and it has to be in line with God's will. So yeah, we, we definitely got to take what Jesus saying is saying into context here because that's very important to do. Well, I think we're done for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode that I had with my mom and that you share it around and just tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. And also go over to the website p4ministries.com slash shop and shop the merch to support the podcast. (laughs) All right, guys, I'll see you bright and early for an episode out of Numbers tomorrow. Happy listening and God bless.